ready, man? Hi, welcome to today's podcast. We have more guests than I expected. I expected one person to be here and do all the talking, and then be somebody just kind of hanging out because partners. Uh, Friends from TPD will be along shortly. Three of them. Uh, it is hiring season. It is application season. It is academy season. You've probably seen the billboards, some social media stuff. TPDhire.com. Um, I have had the, I'll call it an honor because I am so glad that people within TPD see me as someone who can get the information out to get good people on the force. Uh, there are very few other jobs especially in this climate where we need really, really good people, maybe people who wouldn't even have thought about doing police stuff uh, to go for these gigs. In fact, I'm going to talk to uh, one of the officers here uh, about exactly that from a conversation that I had with um, Captain Braun, who's, a, uh, I believe, a detective and could be the next Toledo police chief. We talked about people who could be very good at police work, even though they are a manager at a restaurant or they work at retail or something else. Their traits and skill set and talents would apply very well to being a police officer. I'll let uh, the officers explain that. Officer McClendon, Officer Long, and Officer Balboa. But and uh, With all the times that different officers have come in here, I've appreciated uh, these three, their different perspectives. Before we dive into our visit with the three officers, uh, something city related. I, I can, I don't want to say rationalize. Reason is a better way to put this. I can reason with a lot of decisions by city and local government um, across the area uh, that many people question, yell about, post about, rant about. I, there are times where I could easily... Um, offer a counter opinion or argument on these types of discussions on Reddit, but I just don't want to deal with the arrows coming at my head. I'm discerning with who and where I offer a point to. Again, I, I, I can see multiple perspectives. I think it's a strength of mine. There's a quote I have from Edison or somebody, sign of intelligence is to hold two disparate points of view and not lose your sanity. Something like that. Usually when I try to recall that one, um, it's sloppier than that. I think I'm pretty good at seeing um, a lot of different perspectives. Um, we, some people with the new sidewalk plan, I know this sounds really boring. Uh, a lot of our... We know every year streets, potholes get fixed. Um, you don't think yours have been looked at or fixed. And that might be true. While many others would say, yeah, they took care of mine. Not everything can get done, unfortunately. Uh, with this new sidewalk plan, uh, this upcoming year, whatever it might be. If a tree has wrecked your sidewalk, there's a good chance the city will bill you for that after the sidewalk has been repaired. Um, my friend, Nick Comives, there was a measure, I think, from Teresa Gaddis, who said, this This is not right. If the city tree wrecks, your, wrecks the sidewalk, it's our responsibility. That was voted down six to five. My friend, Nick Comives, voted against it. And I think one of his points was, well, other places do this. This is how other places other places do it. And in a lot of cases, I'm totally cool with that. That's the argument I used when people were 
very upset about, you're going to charge us for lunchtime downtown parking? Well, yeah, if you want to be like a, a big boy or big girl city and have a real thriving downtown, charging for parking is not uncommon at all. Um, but but that that's different. That's like, that's forward looking. The trees that have been wrecking your sidewalk are not new. They have been there for arguably decades. So I don't love this. A friend did tell me it should not be too onerous. I can't imagine it will cost thousands of dollars to fix a sidewalk and maybe several residents uh, will be charged for one fix. Um, but a friend did tell me that this will be over the course of 10 years. So that will spread out the, the volume of the costs. She also mentioned to me that, like, what if I just leave? Am I still responsible for paying for a sidewalk I don't live at anymore? She said, no, the residents that live there um, will become responsible for it. My other pushback on my friend Nick and the others that voted down that measure, again, six to five, um, another person said, I think he's an old West End resident, like you can't even get wheelchairs and other people with disabilities really can't traverse my sidewalk anymore. Again, the city will get it fixed. And we know that we, and I, I try to be part of this chorus. We are endeavoring to be the most accessible, welcoming, disability friendly city on, in the country. So yeah, it looks bad when our sidewalks are all jacked up. And I think if the city, and that's their vision, well, along with the Ability Center and other places, uh, it's bad optics to have jacked up sidewalks. And it's not great to push that onto residents. Again, even if other places commonly do it, it doesn't make it right. And it's backward looking, not forward looking, like with the parking issue. All right. um, Had a great visit with these three officers. Officer Balboa. Officer Long, who looks like Rick Ross, and Officer McClendon, um, especially Officer Long's perspective, because his patrol is in a trouble spot of our city. Really appreciated his perspective on how he goes about his job and who he wants to appeal to that could be alongside him on the force. I would like to welcome some new TPD friends to the studio. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. How you doing? You guys told me first names. What were those last names you gave me? Morgan. Balboa. Balboa. Officer Balboa. Yes. And you got to keep that close to your mic. Got to keep that close to your face. Okay. Jeffrey Officer. Uh, yeah. So Jeff McClendon. Jeff so. McClendon. Officer McClendon. Good to meet you. And we got uh, Rick Ross lookalike TPD <laughs> back there. Officer Greg Long. Wait. Hold on. Do that again. Officer Greg Long. Who looks exactly like Rick Ross. <laughs> um, well, I love having you guys in here. It's good to meet you. I am always, uh, I know the billboards have popped up. It is once again time to get some people interested in being a part of what you do. It's Academy Application Time, correct? Correct. Uh, Officer Balboa, talk to me about this. So right now we're looking for applicants for our next Academy that potentially is going to start March 2024. Our process is open until... July 17th, so you can apply now through July 17th. Uh, you can do that by heading to tpdhire.com. You said potentially. Why, why, why did you have to qualify that? For our next uh, academy? Yeah, for March 2024. Is that, could that date move a little it, bit? It could move, yes. Awesome. Um, one of the things that I always like to talk about when you when your uh, your coworkers visit is this is actually, this it pays pretty well. I mean, it is obviously a very tough job considering the last handful of years. It was difficult even before that. Uh, but it, it, it's good money and you're getting paid while you're in the academy, correct? Yeah, you're getting paid to work out and study. 
And it's it's good money too. It is good money. They have to check the flyer, which is totally fine. <laughs> so an academy trainee is going to start off at almost twenty eight dollars an hour, twenty seven seventy nine. Okay, yeah, you're going to get paid uh, when you're in the academy. How many uh, how many people will make it into the academy? Our classes are approximately forty people. Okay, I know uh, I have the opportunity. I don't know if you guys have ever seen me or I've seen you guys. I have the opportunity to come uh, talk every now and then, do mental health stuff, and because you guys run into some crazy situations with people who are under some really real duress and they're beside themselves. And I like to offer some perspective of that. Um, thanks for listening to me when I come out there. What what often causes someone to not make it through the academy because i know not not everybody does a lot of people struggle with the physical fitness test so my word of advice is to get to the gym and go for a jog just be active uh is there a is there a mile requirement is it like a mile in seven minutes or something no it's not quite seven minutes do you officer mcclendon it's gonna be a mile and a half mile and a half and it really depends on your age so it's kind of hard because it's based on your age but it's a mile and a half you got plenty of time to do it the biggest thing that we can tell people that we advocate people is get out there now a lot of people assume they can do something and then when it's time to do the sit-ups or something like that they realize they can't do them so our advice to people get out to the gym and start working out now don't wait to the last minute have have any of the, the physical requirements come down? Because a lot of places, whether they used to require master's degrees or just a driver's license, a lot of places everywhere, including TPD, but all over, having a hard time finding employees. And you're you're the same. You want employees. Have any of the requirements, whether physical or otherwise, come down a little bit so more people can apply? Um, one of the things that we go off of is state standards. So we're, we're, we're bound by the state standards. In order to get in that police academy, the state set the standards of what they want, and that's what we have to go by. Um, they were, there was talk in the heard in the past about the state changing the standards, but as of right now, the standards stayed the same, and it hasn't changed in the last year since I've been hired, and that was back in 2018. Uh, what originally brought you to TPD? What was your interest? Um, basically, I thought Toledo is a pretty cool city. It's about 270,000 people, so you get that small time but kind of large city like you feel like a small town but it's still large so i like that like that medium um so i think toledo's pretty cool it's close to detroit you are got, you not from here no i'm from canton ohio originally gotcha welcome to the area right. i know i love it toledo's a great place i think uh, uh officer about what initially drew you to wanting to be on the force so i completed my internship through bowling green at toledo and after i completed my internship i was like toledo's the spot for me to become an officer officer ross <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what what uh, what initially drew you to the force? Oh, me being born and raised in Toledo, I always wanted a career job, and I like to be different than others. And you know, this job here, people kind of scare scare away from it. So yeah, I want to be that change that we desire. So that's why I wanted to be a police officer, just to work for the community and serve my uh, the streets that I live and born and raised. Yeah, what high school did you, what neighborhood did you grow up in, and what high school uh, did you go I to? Grew, I grew up downtown on the north side of Toledo. I was uh, raised in uh, the Moody Manor. Uh, housing projects, and I graduated from Scott High School. So. Uh, North Toledo is one of the trouble spots at this yep. point in time. I also, I also work that neighborhood now. So, can you talk a little bit about that? I know that there was a quality of life meeting a couple weeks ago, the Lagrange mm-hmm. Junction one, and people were up, were upset. Uh, citizens asked for people that look like citizens in the neighborhood to come work there, and right. that's a mm-hmm. that's a thorny thing. But um, another thing that I've kind of preached when I have your coworkers visit is. Be a part of the solution. Yes, I mean, sir. we can all sit here and sit on the internet and fire off critiques and we can yell at the city government and all right. these other things, but you can come out of any neighborhood you want and you exactly. can be a, a you can be a part of the solution. Can you talk about that? So that that what brings us here today. So if everybody won't change, well it's time to be that change. 
You know what I'm saying? So like the community, all they they can ra- they can raise and holler about n- not having like women or black officers, but what are we doing? Right. As a community to help bring us aboard. When so that's what bring us here today. We're well, trying to get those minorities. When you're working the neighborhood <laughs> are and people see you or whoever, um, what's the, the temperature like? Are, are, are have, have have things settled a bit? Are they more willing to listen most, to you? Most definitely. Are they more willing to listen to you go, hey, come put a uniform like like I did on? Yeah, um, it's funny because every time I work the streets or when I'm driving down the street, I get 10 to 12 people daily that that holler my name, scream my name, and I, it just make me comfortable talking to them and try to bring them on board. Um, TPD hire is where to go. Officer Balboa, there is a, a written test and some other things outside of the physical requirements part of this, right? Yes. So we use um, the National Testing Network for our written test. So after they apply, they'll have to schedule that on the National Testing Network website. What are some of those questions? Do you remember yours? I do not, but there is a written portion, a reading portion, and then there's a video portion where it shows you a scenario um, with an officer in it, and then Got you it. pick the best multiple choice answer. Got it. Um, I had uh, I had the pleasure to meet Captain Braun a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Super good dude. I know he's one oh, of the yeah. finalists for, uh, for possibly being chief. And uh, great conversation, great guy. And we, we got to talking about... Um, is or this is my idea I threw by him. Are there people in other lines of work? Because you guys don't want to pull out your weapons. You don't want to put handcuffs on anybody. We talked about people who are in a type of mental crisis or just an acute situation. Are there people in other lines of work um, who might be good at customer service or dealing with people who maybe never thought about being a part of a police force where they actually might be really good because they can they're good at crisis resolution officer mcclennan you're shaking your head i I totally agree with that and those are some of the people that we're trying to target Mm -hmm. i think far too long we've always focused on the criminal justice major students we also need to focus on people that want to be teachers right we could use teachers that deal with students on a day-to-day basis they know how to de-escalate classroom situations yeah arise in the classroom we also want social workers people that might be in the field of social work that never thought about being a police officer and i feel like that's our job is to sell it to them and tell them why they can make an impact in their own community yeah absolutely um what are some of the other things that someone can do the other thing that i like to talk about when i have you guys visit and it's, it's i love having you here we've been doing this for years now i love meeting all different uh officers um it's not just being out on the streets you said greg right yes sir what was your last name long sorry about that officer long (laughs) officer long is in the neighborhood one of the toughest ones in the area we've got a lot of crime issues you don't necessarily have to do that you can be out driving the ice cream truck like my friend officer shaib i jest but he is part of community relations somebody hop in what are some of the other jobs as opposed to being out in the street or in a squad car uh, we have like we have a canine unit. We got the drug unit or vice unit. We can you can be a detective. We got a couple ca- classmates that are currently detectives. We have um, all sorts of other departments that you can go to. A lot of community relations though as well, right? Yeah, yeah right. we big on community relations. Like me and my partner, we go out in the streets. We uh, we play basketball with the kids. We uh, eat ice cream, like you said. We just. Like this other day, he just posted a video of him racing with the, uh, the, the kids in their moodies. So, is that some resource. is that something that you you're doing while you're on your patrol time, yeah. or mm-hmm. you, okay, so that is patrol time, yes, right? And it's encouraged to go out and interact with the community yeah. like that, it's right? Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, what were some of the other things that I wanted to throw at you guys? I have all these millions and millions of questions. CPDHire.com. is Correct. there is there a fee for any kind of application or anything like that? So, there is. 
whoever. Uh, there is a fee. <laughs> there is a fifty-five dollar fee. But the nice thing is, we really want to go after the people that live in the city of Toledo. Um, yeah. I think it's a benefit. They grew up here. They know the city. So we waive that fee to them. So that fifty-five dollar fee is waived for anyone that that lives in the city limits or they attend the University of Toledo. We also offer a free test for anybody that don't necessarily live in the city um, that I show up to an in-person test. So every month we'll have an in-person test. And if they show up to take that test in person, then we'll waive that fee for them. What's that deadline again? July 17th. July 17th for March 2024. We also give free vouchers to military, correct? Correct. And the veterans. We look out for the veterans uh, for their service. So, Officer Long, could you maybe talk a little bit more about a career... um, journey. Um, I would like to be a detective. I think I have a good eye for things, but mm-hmm. I can't just walk into... The, first of all, I'm too old to apply at this right. point, but you can't just walk into a detective job. What is a timeline? Maybe somebody does want to be a detective, mm-hmm. but there is a process. They've got to go through certain layers. What's that like if somebody wants to ultimately achieve that? Or we talked about Captain Braun. Like, how does one achieve that from a beginning of the academy? Okay, so first, you, you like to say, you got to attend the academy. Once you graduate the academy, you go onto the streets for four months. You get you be with a veteran officer. Uh, it's called a FTO. That's what I'm. Our, uh, I am now. And then uh, once you get off probation, you can start bidding for these uh, different positions, or you can uh, just like SWAT, gangs, and uh, detective. You can um, also just bid do that. Um, we talked about uh, other occupations, customer service, social workers, whoever it might be, who might be ideal for this type of job. Um, what are, and this might be obvious, but let's put them out there in the ether. What are some traits that would make you a poor option to be a Toledo police officer? Other than like the obvious would be losing your cool, right. anger issues. Right. But what are some other things that just might not be for you, Officer Balboa? I'd say to be in this field, you have to be empathetic. You have to have a good moral compass, a strong work ethic. Um, you have to be able to, if you can't relate to someone, you at least have to try to relate to them when they're going through their worst worst day and listen to their story, be there for them. What's something, um, and I want to run this by each of you, I'll start with you, Officer Balboa, what's something that you learned in the academy that was completely opposite of what you had thought before going in there, whether it was uh, dealing with the public or something about the police force, about protocol, something that you had one preconceived notion of going in and then you sat in that academy training room near Owens and they totally changed your mind and, and your perspective? Oh, that was a good question. That is a good question. Um, I'll come back to you. Officer McClendon. Uh, I would say, oh, I was a police officer before coming to this academy. So I already had like a kind of understanding I've already been a police officer for a couple of years. But, you know, a lot of people, before I became a police officer, a lot of people are negative. But it's kind of nice, like, getting out here in the community, you see how much people actually really care about you. And even after the George Floyd incident, all that thing, everything that happened with there, I feel like people had an obligation to tell us how much they care for us. Mm -hmm. Before, it was just kind of known, I feel like. But now people go out of their way to pay for your meal, to do something for you. um, and And it shows. So I think that the... You know, you hear everyone saying, oh, why would you want to be a police officer so negative and just coming out here in the community and just seeing the positive? I would say that was the biggest difference for me just from a, a like a 
stand back perspective. Officer Long and Officer Bellow, you're not getting off of answering that question, but I want to hop on to that. Um, it's like a lot of situations, whether it's a restaurant, here at the radio station, for every one person that curses you the hell out, like, mm-hmm. where are my concert tickets? You cut me off out there. Mm-hmm. I was in line first. <laughs> right. There's like nine or ten other people who are actually deeply appreciative. It's just the bad stuff makes the news, right? Right, right. Awesome. Would you say that those numbers are accurate? Like, you meet somebody who is a jerk, but then you got three kids who want to play ball with Officer Long and other kids who come around and play, and, it, and there really is more good in this job right. than people mm-hmm. would believe. I, I agree with that, and then I always look at take those opportunities like that where those people have that negative, and I try to make it a positive, and I try not to let that like be the my deciding factor, right? So I make it even more of a challenge for myself to say, you know, I want to change this person's perspective, something they went through in their life that caused them to feel that way, yeah. and I want to try to change that. Nobody ever asked to be poor or addicted to drugs, right? right. Uh, right. Officer Long, something you learned in the academy that changed your mind about before you had gone in? All right, like growing up, you know, it's hard to say I don't like the police. But I'm right. like, okay, let me go in here and see what's going on. Uh, the brotherhood, just the simple things like getting dressed. Like, it right. told me so, it just told me how to be disciplined. And Lieutenant Jones did an awesome job of training us. Like, we go through uh, about 39 weeks, 29 weeks of the academy, and it's like every day it was like eye-opening for me. Just coming there working 90 hours a week at a factory and coming here right. to 40 hours is like, just gaining the trust of your brothers and sisters, and it was it was just awesome. Uh, Officer Balboa, now it's your turn to ask. Yeah, uh, to- answer, <laughs> what's something you learned in the academy that was a, a preconceived notion that you could dismiss? Uh, to kind of spin off of that, the camaraderie was amazing. Some I've met some of my best friends mm-hmm. in the academy. Um, I, I had people from the academy in my wedding. I'm going to be in somebody's wedding this year, so... Uh, favorite part of the job that we might not, might not have talked about or someone might not expect of a police officer? My favorite part of the job is honestly getting out there and interacting with the community. My partner and I switch from nights to afternoons, so on nights you don't see as many people walking around. You don't get to talk to as many people. You don't see kids in the street playing basketball, so switching to afternoons really changed my perspective on policing and being able to be more a part of the community. What is an, another uh, question about the job itself? How often does your schedule change? Is it a common occurrence? Because that, that can be that can be disruptive to someone's life, especially if they have family. So typically you're going to be on the same schedule for an entire year. And then at the end of the year, you get to bid based on your seniority on what kind of schedule you'd like to be on the next year. Got it. Officer Long, I think uh, I know what you like best about the job, balling with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, like balling. <laughs> you don't let them win, do you? No, I push them down or whatever I got to do. You know? Um, you know what? Before I ask Officer McClendon, you know what? I'll ask Officer McClendon. I'll come back to you, Officer, along with that question. What do you love most about the job that you might not have mentioned already or someone who's watching TV police stuff or on the news, what what they might not expect? Uh, I would say just being able to make an impact in someone's life every day. It could be the smallest thing I tell people. It could Give be me so an example. Small. Uh, the, the small thing. Uh, the small things would be like, you know, you go to a call where... You know, you deal with a homeless person. They don't have any money, right? So instead of just, like, telling them to, go, to move along, it's like giving them a meal or something like that. Right. Like, something so small to you that you feel is small kind of is something big to them. So it's just every day you can you, – we go to 8 to 10 calls a shift. 
and every call you can make, you can really make an impact if you want it to. Officer Long, mm-hmm. um, the neighborhood you come from, the neighborhood you come from, mm-hmm. um, on, on my show, on my podcast, uh, there's no one from the Junction neighborhood <laughs> listening to my podcast right. or my radio show. But what I endeavor to do is to get that message to people that are in my orbit so they can change their perspectives about certain neighborhoods that not that aren't far away, far, aren't far away from where they're from so that they can be a part of the solution. What is a misconception about people, kids, whoever in the neighborhood that you put, that you patrol? Mm-hmm. I say um, they got to stay off the TV watching the negative things about being a police officer. Because I really think this is the one of the best jobs in the world. You're just interacting with people every day and seeing things like how many people get to talk to you every day just to seeing different things, going to hospitals, you know, spending time with kids. It just it's just an eye opening. And in these neighborhoods that you're in, um, you talk about watching TV. People probably possibly think that everyone in that neighborhood is a criminal. Where it's it's again quite the opposite of the numbers. In fact, I would guess most people who have bullets flying through their homes, right. they're scared to ha- they're scared to death of that stuff. They want right. nothing to do with. It. They're just kind of trapped in that neighborhood, which is why we want to make these better places to live. So that's why we got to get out there and make contact with those people because everybody do have dreams that they got to just keep trying to focus on it. Like I didn't had an opportunity like being um you know unprivileged or whatever you know what i'm saying so you just got to keep those dreams alive and yeah. have people like us to come make contact with them to make them believe yeah and get out and get out the get out of our cars and make contact with those kids some of those some of those neighborhoods if they meet some gangbanger first before right. they could meet you they could go down that path and i know what the saying is a lot of those kids grow up either thinking they're going to be dead or in jail right um but we're working to fix this thanks so much tbd hire again for next year's class i had one last question i wanted to run by you so many things to ask you guys oh yeah how um how can the community at large help you officer mcclendon you talked about just a little thing um helping someone who is living on the streets what what's something that that uh, a citizen can do to make your job your life a little bit easier when you're out there i think one thing um i go to the aspect of just sending out a positive message um and and we we ask the community members if you you know someone that wants to be a police officer reach out to them let them know go to tpdhire.com we need good people and that's what we're striving to do is find those good people so a community member can help by just referring good people to be police officers and they might not even think about it like we've already talked about maybe they're good look maybe they're really good at taking returns at target and they can de-escalate customer situations right no seriously (laughs) seriously absolutely officer long uh what's something that the community at large can do to help your job and make your life a little bit easier when you're out there um once again i always say when i was a kid being a cop was cool Believe it or not, everybody thought about it. Yeah. So let's let's find those people that have it in the back of their mind. Let's go out there and try to, you know, bring them aboard. And that's all I can ask the community to do. Officer Balboa, what's something that the community at large can help you when you're out there on the streets or just you're coming to their house just and a neighbor's watching? Just anybody out there can make your, your job in life a little bit easier. At the end of the day, just communicate with us. We don't want to be the bad guy. We are truly there to help and... We can't help you unless we have some sort of positive communication with you or any kind of communication, really. Awesome. TPD hire. Hopefully it's a big class. Hopefully they all make it through next uh, next spring. Officer Babal, Officer Long, looks like Rick Ross, and Officer <laughs> McClendon. Great to meet you guys. Thank you so nice much. Great to meet you. Thanks for having Thank us. You. We appreciate you.